you take my shirt? No. Okay. Hello, hello. Morning. And good night. And Welcome good back afternoon. to <laughs> good afternoon. Welcome back to our second episode of Did You Take My Shirt? I'm Katie and I'm Amy. Thank you for coming back. Yeah. It's very nice of you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't believe someone wants to listen to us. You did not have to, but you did. And that's very kind. Yeah, very kind. Your, your voice sounds very soothing tonight, Katie. Thank you. Today, I will be putting you to sleep by saying each word of the dictionary in alphabetical order. No. <laughs> Please don't. Apple. That's the very Apple. first word. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Alligator. Ars- arsenic. <laughs> Alligator. Alligator. Arson. Oh. <laughs> so you came back, which was awesome. There is one thing that I would like to apologize for for on the last episode is the ringing. Uh, we solved that situation, but uh, we couldn't take it out on every bit of it. Otherwise, the recording would have been no- nothing. So yeah. I apologize for that. I mean, we're learning. So I think that, you know, we just have to let the people know that it's something that we're learning how to do as well. And it's not going to be perfect off the bat. Right. So, I mean, we could, but that would be like exhausting. And we're just like two people and you're doing the editing, which, you know, you haven't really done before. So it's a new thing for you. You're learning how to do it. You like doing it? I like, I like all of this. It's fun. It is fun. So, anyways, um, so welcome back. Anyways, welcome back. Um, uh, before we start our stories, uh, I just saw the Jungle Cruise today. Oh my gosh! And you yes. saw it yesterday. What rating? Yeah, what rating would you give it? You know, that's a really hard question because Jungle Cruise is one of my favorite rides, and. Yeah. The corny jokes had me like busting out. I was that annoying person in the theater because I was laughing so hard. It was um, so funny. Did not was. expect it. No. And yeah. uh, like the backside of the water like that. Our downstairs bathroom is completely Jungle Cruise theme. And so and like there's yeah. a sign that says backside of the water pointing to like the, the backside of the, the water. Oh, yeah. Head. Yeah. So. When I, when that came on, I was like, like internally screaming because I was so happy. What about you? I think the same. I wasn't super stoked on the love story, but that's like classic Disney. Like they have to involve, involve some sort of romance storyline into like a fun, adventurous uh, show, but it was But I did appreciate that it wasn't the whole point of the story. Yeah, like, I mean, it's like he wanted to see more of the world, but like he realized that he wasn't like done living because he found someone that he loved, which is adorable. Yeah, yeah absolutely. What did you do this week? 
Yesterday or today, I saw a good friend. It was her birthday, so we went to Red Robin. Oh, yeah. My good friend, Deborah, she had her birthday yesterday, so I went to dinner with her, and then I had dinner with my friend yesterday as well. Um, we went to this really good Thai place and then, like, grabbed a cocktail afterwards. It was fun. Oh, fun. And then went, yeah, and then went to a show with uh, Ryan. Uh, it was, like, in a bar and there was like music. A oh, a music show. Yeah, music, really? a, a music, I mean, not a musical. It was like, I don't know. A show. A show. Yeah. It was good. It was a lot of fun. We were out late, which we don't usually, or I mean, I don't usually do anymore. Neither does he. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> um, That's cool. Yeah, Ryan is my boyfriend. Um, just oh, so yes, I, Ryan is her boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, we don't really, we don't really stay out late much so we were like wow we're out so late it was like midnight what is this world <laughs> wow party animals but it was a lot of fun we did that last night um and then the rest of the week I just worked and I got a gym membership nice very nice planet fitness so I've been doing that it's been nice to do and yeah. a good outlet. I listened to our first episode when I was at the gym and I just was like smiling so big while I was listening to it. And then I saw this girl like staring at me. I was like, I was like, this is so cool. I was like so happy. And she was probably like, what the, what the, what the hell is she like so happy about? I like am working out. I'm like, <laughs> look like a dork. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like okay why are you so happy you're at the gym fitness is fun fun and fitness but yeah that was, my week. <laughs> that was my week yeah how was your week it was really good um alice came back thursday night i worked all week and then uh alice my daughter came back from visiting california family in california all mm -hmm. For the whole month of June, but she came back, and so um, that was to have her back. You missed oh her, huh? Dude, yeah. Like I, I don't know. Like she's just, she's like my, she's my best friend. She's your bestie. She's not my friend. We are not friends. I'm her daughter, her mom, and she's my daughter. And you I guys are allowed to be besties. She's also like my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys do um, everything together and like she yeah, likes what you like and yeah. so you guys have a lot in common which would make sense since like you're the same person basically i'm raising like a miniature me so yeah um, and then <laughs> our mom mother uh was here yesterday so we went and saw um we i saw there in. was a horse in your yard Ooh. last night whose horse oh. was that there's like there was a video I got a Snapchat from our mom for for everyone listening, and it was like just a horse in Amy's front yard. And I messaged my our mom back and was like, "Whose horse is that?" Well, so there's down the road there's a ranch, yeah. Uh, and so I I I from what I gathered is it's a new horse to the ranch, and it just keeps getting out. Like it got out today, mm -hmm. and was at my neighbor's house next door. But it came to our house twice yesterday. It was like, hey guys, like, hi, hi. <laughs> My so humans don't talk to me enough, so I'm just like kind of getting to know everyone else in the neighborhood. <laughs> like I'm super 
you're social. I'm a <laughs> but- social butter whore, butterfly horse. <laughs> I'm a so maybe we should name it butterfly. So anyways. Oh, that'd be cute. <laughs> so yeah, that we saw the movie. We saw Jungle Book. Yeah, and uh, that's sweet that you got to see it with our mom and she came all the way up to alaska you guys could see jungle cruise together you know honestly we're not rick and i we don't go to the movies we go once a year every year on new year's day that's like our tradition yeah but uh we like to just watch stuff at home and so it wasn't even on my radar she's like i was like what are we doing today and she's like, I don't know. And then all of a sudden she's like, we can go see a movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. Like, people do that. Yeah. So it was really nice. So. They, she, they like their movies. Ryan and I have been going to a lot of movies, too. It's fun. Like, bring snacks and get movie snacks. We, I usually get a, I've been getting a pickle every time we go. They have, like, those oh, little pickles that. in a bag. They yeah. didn't have them this time. I was pretty disappointed. But oh, it's good. fine. <laughs> I just like love eating a crunchy pickle and it's like quiet movie. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's like staring at me like can, can you not? <laughs> it's, uh we got uh made had sandwiches made at Fred Meyer or at Safeway and mm-hmm. sandwiches. Oh, and- that's fun. Yeah, so it was good. Remember when yeah. we would get Taco Bell and see movies? Was that you and I when you'd like bring her, or maybe that was someone as another sibling? When we'd get Taco Bell, and where we're from, there's a Taco Bell right next to the movie theater, and maybe with I probably done that with you. Yeah, I think you one time you were like, "Let's get Taco Bell," and I was like, "That's such a weird thing to bring to the movies," but okay. <laughs> it's been about yeah. a week since our last or a week or two since our last recording so yeah it's been a busy week or a busy month for us yes so okay so i have this disney story i'm ready Um, do you like my uh haunted mansion background yes i love it it was very it fits perfectly i it's not this one's not about haunted mansion but it's okay um for anyone listening and not watching I, i have we're on zoom so i have like a green screen with the uh, the four singing heads from the haunted mansion behind me, it's beautiful. All right, I'm ready for your story. I'm, it's not the haunted mansion. What is it? So it's actually something that happened on the Matterhorn. Which Ooh, the Matterhorn is like a mountain, kind of like uh, Everest. Yeah, but it's, uh, not Everest. It's called the Matterhorn. So. Um, and the ride, it's it's like a little roller coaster. You go up the mountain and then you come back down, like inside the mountain. And mm-hmm. the what you sit in is like a bobsled. Yeah. So Mark Maples, he is was 15 years old and he went to Disneyland on an after hours Elks Club event with his two teenage brothers. And they were in line for the Matterhorn right around midnight. And Mark got in the middle yeah. seat. The bobsleds, it's uh, one, two, three, and you kind of like sit in a row. And Mark got in the middle seat, and the the seat belts for it, it's a it's a buckle. Um, yeah. So you do it yourself, and it's a lap buckle. So mm. they they were all buckled up because you know how they check you. 
but the coaster inside it's really dark so it's really hard to see like in front of you or behind you but like there are lights pointed to like the inside of the attraction for you to look yeah. at it's still like pretty dark though yeah it is um at so, night time yeah yeah so the other two teens said it was pretty hard to see what happened but all of a sudden um while they were the bobsled was heading back down the mountain one of the boys felt mark bump into him and yeah but they they weren't sure what was going on um because the ride is so bumpy oh my god it's the worst ride Uh, it's it's, so like like it drinks you back and forth and you're like oh my back (laughs) i'm an old lady (laughs) (laughs) oh um but the one of the teen boys said i was looking up i heard a noise i looked down and recognized mark's sweater as he was falling out of the side of the bobsled. Oh my God. I know. So Mark was unconscious as the paramedics arrived and he was rushed to the hospital um, He with severe head trauma. Um, and he was on a ventilator for about four days, but he eventually passed away on the fourth day. That's uh, so sad. Yeah. And since they didn't know exactly what happened, investigators spent a good amount of time trying to recreate the incident. Yeah. And this really ticked me off. They claimed he stood up during the ride and fell out, which, okay, that's understandable. But in a result of hazing. What? And basically claimed that Mark was a daredevil. That's unfortunate and also not really fair. Just like leave it as it is. Yeah, Instead you didn't of, like, have trying to... to investigate why. Yeah, I mean, it, it, Disney it, is just it, trying to get them, probably getting the, trying to get themselves out of a lawsuit and being like they did it on purpose. Yeah, like what yeah. the heck? That's so, unfortunate. Yeah, and don't. I mean, as a mother, like my son just died. Don't call him a daredevil. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, come on, respect the, the deceased. So what is your story? I'm really excited to hear it. So, um, I don't know if we said previously, but we kind of decided for our own, like it would be formatting for like what we would pick story-wise would be like to start alphabetically with states. Um, so we didn't really follow that this last time, but we're going to start this time and, uh, we're starting with Alabama, which is the first, first alphabetically in order state and there's a lot of fun not fun they're not fun <laughs> stories we keep there's saying a, that <laughs> there's a lot of weird stuff that happens in alabama i'll Dude, have to say right? it also especially during the 50s so um i guess people discovered arsenic in the 50s or like he that they couldn't hold his arsenic yeah <laughs> hey, sorry that's chicago i love chicago I guess, like, I think that people or wives started to realize that, like, they could poison their husbands and the, like, police would be like, ah, oh, they probably just died from a heart attack because they, like, poisoning people. Yeah, poisoning people wasn't, like, a thing. It wasn't, like, a method of killing that they were aware right. and knowledgeable. Well, I guess that's the same thing of. <laughs> so um, I did one of those from the 50s, a um, lady who, or a woman that killed over 11 people. Why? Yeah. Do you want me to go with my story? 
Yes, please. Okay. So, um, the person that, um, I didn't ask you if you wanted to go first, but like, I'm, I was excited. I, I want was, you to go first. <laughs> I was having fun, like researching this history. Cause like, at first I was like, yeah, a poisoner. Like that's not very exciting, but I was like, she murdered 11 people. <laughs> she oh was my like, gosh. she was an elderly lady too. So, um, the individual will, individual will be talking about today. Um, I'll be talking about today is Nanny Doss. Um, Nanny? She, nanny like uh the dog from peter pan nanny yeah i love that <laughs> no uh i don't love her but i love the name i don't really like the idea of like you giving birth to a human being and you're like i'm gonna name it nanny but you know the 50s were a different time so or not 50s she was born in 1905 so that was a diff- different time <laughs> Um, so Nanny Doss, uh, was also known as the giggling granny, the low and the lonely hearts killer. She was an American serial killer and poisoner who murdered 11 people in her family. So it was in her family. She kept it in the fam. She didn't really, you know, she made sure that, you know, she didn't, she kept, kept it in the family, which, you know, I understand that, but, uh, no, I don't understand that. She probably really hated them. <laughs> she probably people are like complaining about their family. She's like, oh, God, I hate my family. I keep mur- having having to murder them. <laughs> I keep having to murder them. <laughs> people are like, yeah, my cousin or like some fam people or someone's like talking about family drama with her, and she's just like, you could just murder them, <laughs> eliminate the problem. <laughs> I mean. I, I don't know why I'm saying this, but so the other day I was making mashed potatoes and Rick was playing his video game and all of a sudden, I, I wasn't, it wasn't all of a sudden, I was asking him, but he was like so focused on his video game, he didn't hear what I was saying, but I was like, what do you want in your mashed potatoes? Like cream cheese, sour cream, like how do you want me to make it? But he yeah. didn't hear me, so I just started rambling like, do you want arsenic? Do you want <laughs> Oh, I remember you sent me that Snapchat. I was so confused. <laughs> Listening. I, was like, I was like, why are you saying this? Because I think it like skipped one. And I was like, just heard oh. arsenic. And I was like, rat poisoning. And I was like, oh, yeah, rat poisoning. He didn't. <laughs> He's right there. He didn't hear me. He loves your cooking. So he would eat whatever, I'm sure. Yeah. So. He doesn't keep, know it, but I'm slowly keep that poisoning in, him. Keep that in mind, Rick. <laughs> you better be behave. <laughs> Wait, what, um, Rick? Oh, he said no. My MO is suffocating. Oh, that's that's a lie, everyone. That's that, that's not true. <laughs> he, he's joking. He's, he's joking. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh. uh back to the topic mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so nanny doss was born on november 4th 1905 in blue mountain alabama um which is now a part of anison alabama she was born to louise louisa louie louie they she went by the nickname louie okay and james f hazel Nanny was one of five children. She had one brother and three sisters. So, you know, that seems not too too 
crazy, right. but you yeah. know, at least she had a lot of sisters and not like a ton of brothers. Right. Both Nanny and her mom hated James, the husband, the father of the family. Okay. He was controlling. He was a super controlling father and husband. Uh, he would force the children to work on the family farm instead of attending school, resulting in Nanny's poor academic performance. And it would also force Nanny to grow up fast. Yeah. That's upsetting. He, he controlled most of their life. It's unfortunate. At age seven, while the family was taking a train to visit relatives in southern Alabama, Nanny hit her head on a metal bar on the seat in front of her when the train suddenly stopped. Like, super hard. Oh. Three, like, yeah. Okay. Uh, for years, she suffered severe headaches, blackouts, and pretty bad depression. Doss blamed uh, Nanny, blamed these on her mental instability on the uh, – from the accident it sounds it sounds to me like she had maybe suffered from a major concussion yeah resulting in permanent brain damage but i'm not a medical expert like uh, a uh, um, tra- traumatic brain injury a tbi yeah and then it just never got treated so or she just really didn't like her family and her <laughs> husband's She's nuts and bananas Nuts and bananas. But, you know, during that time while she was kind of suffering and, you know, probably not feeling well mentally or physically uh, during her teen years, her favorite hobby was reading her mom's romance magazines and dreaming of her own romantic future. It was like her little escape from reality. But her father would assure Nanny that she would never be able to obtain that dream of that said romantic future she dreamed of yeah sounds like a jerk yeah nanny's father forbid the hazel sisters from doing things that would interest the girls such as wearing makeup and more revealing clothing nanny's father believed it would prevent them from getting attraction from older men he also forbid them to go to gatherings where they would engage with other men and develop relationships such as dances and other social events how old were they at this time um, it didn't really say it was during her teen years. So okay. uh, I'll start with her first marriage. She was married at the young age of 15. So she well, was so a teenager. Was great grandmother. Yeah, she Her was. Um, was. Yeah. I, teenagers back then were already considered women. So, yeah. you know, they got married fast at young. Yeah. Um, her first marriage. So her first marriage was at a young age in 1921. She was only 15 years old. And guess what? Guess who arranged the marriage? The dad. Her father. Oh my god. Who would have thunk? The couple was. Did he trade her for two goats? (laughs) It's really sad. (laughs) The couple was. Yeah, it's a thing. It was a thing. But they were, they, so they were, they only dated for about five months. And after five months of dating, just casually dating, they were forced to marry from their father. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm sure he was like, this is taking too long. Just five months is enough. Get married. It turns out, it turns out that that first husband, Charles Braggs would later be known as the only survivor of Nanny's five husbands. The first one? Mm-hmm. Uh, his name was Charles Braggs. But unfortunately, three of Nanny's five children with Braggs weren't so lucky. So um, shortly after getting married, they moved in with each other. Uh, 
nanny moved in with Charles and Charles lived with his mother. So Charles, uh, you know, I'm sure that was common for back then. Like he took care of his elderly mother, but Charles' mother was said to be very much like nanny's father, manipulative and controlling, which nanny didn't like. Well, that doesn't surprise me either though. Yeah. The, I mean, but they still like, it didn't stop them from having kids. So um, shortly after that getting married, they were quick to start a family. They had four children, one after another. They did not stop. Yeah, they went full, full making the fan bam. In 1927, Bragg's happy marriage started to fall apart. I'm sure they were doing well. And then not soon after it started to fall apart. Mm-hmm. This was also the year that the two of the four children mysteriously died after just eating breakfast. The children? Yeah. So Braggs came home that day, uh, one day from work, and found the children on the floor dead. And Nanny what? had said that they just ate breakfast and then died. No. Um, no. Yeah. They, they, you don't do that after eating cereal. I'm sorry. That doesn't happen. <laughs> You don't get just like a bad batch of cold cereal. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't think so. Maybe milk, but uh, their deaths were ruled to have been caused by food poisoning. Uh, later on, there was an autopsy done on most of the people in Nanny's life that had mysteriously passed away, and they were all found with like high levels of arsenic. I can't think of like why she would want to kill her children though, but that's left to remain unknown. Charles ended up leaving Nanny and their youngest daughter, Florine, to live with his mother, which I am not happy that he left a child with her. While he left with the oldest daughter, Mel- Melvina, Melvina, he left. So he left with the oldest daughter and left the youngest daughter. They ended up divorcing in 1928. Nanny then moved back into her parents' home with both of her daughters and began working at a local cotton mill. So she had to start working again. She didn't have a husband to provide for her, which was super important back then too. It was expected. I mean, women weren't really allowed to be working. It wasn't a thing. So the, the men provided for the women. So if they weren't married, they had to get jobs themselves, which was like pretty looked down on at the time. But yeah. Yeah, so uh, didn't reflect well on her um, in the town, but she was quick to chop, tr- jump right back on to the marriage train. She was what lonely. You gotta do. She's got yeah, husband number two. Here we come. Lonely and newly divorced nanny would soon remarry Frank Harrelson of Jacksonville, Alabama. Okay. And Frank met Nanny through, of all things, a Lonely Hearts Club newspaper column, a.k.a. her name, her tagline, or her murder name, I guess. Oh! Yeah, the Lonely Hearts Club murderer. (laughs) Yeah. So they met through this newspaper column, and it actually was said to be one of Nanny's favorite columns as a teenager. She really was like one of the romance. The romance and the Lonely Hearts Club was a part of it. Frank wrote Nanny poetry. She would he would also send her photos and risque letters. So they did a little like 
pen palling back and forth like little naughty notes i want a poetry written to me i know it's a little it's a little sweet but you know he unfortunately he probably was head over heels and didn't know that he had a the giggling gram grammy nanny (laughs) creamy as a wife (laughs) they did marry in 1929 and we're together for 16 years. One of Holy her longest. Crap. Yeah, I think it was one of her longest marriages. I could be wrong. I might prove myself later. And for her. Yeah, pretty long. Unfortunately, Frank was an alcoholic and had a violent temper. It was anything but a happy marriage. They weren't Aww. happy. Uh, he was constantly, you know, they were constantly having issues. Um, it is believed that Nanny's unhappiness is what triggered her to kill her newborn granddaughter just after she was Granddaughter? Born. Yeah, just after she was born by puncturing her brain with a hairpin. Sorry, that was a lot. (laughs) Oh, like right through the soft spot, I'm guessing. Yeah, it was also believed that a few months later, she also killed her two-year-old grandson, Robert, who have died of asphyxia. So she decided to kill her grandkids before she killed her husband. After her grandson's death, Nanny collected a $500 life insurance policy that she had taken out on him. So You can just take it out on whoever? I guess back then they didn't probably didn't have a lot of rules. I know it's a lot more strict now, but they probably were like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I just heard a podcast where you could use, they used to uh, sell uh, life insurance policies out of a vending machine at airports. What? <laughs> I don't even I know. know. <laughs> but yeah, so she took this life insurance policy out. She was one of those. She thought about money and her own benefit, I'm sure. Um, but one night after Frank returned home drunk from partying with some friends, he just returned from, or he was partying with some friends that had just returned back from World War II. They were in the, they were in the, were like, put place in the trenches so they they had a hard time i guess oh yeah he went out partying with them and he came back drunk he sexually assaulted nanny which she did not like understandably right the next day she flavored his beloved moonshine with rat poisoning Mm, i love that flavor flavored moonshine (laughs) rat rat poison poison. Mm. It's actually my favorite flavor. So yum 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 yum. Mm. A delicacy. <laughs> After his death on September fifteenth, nineteen forty-five, it was determined that his cause of death was either was either due to food poisoning or some ailment. I would guess it probably was the rat poisoning. <laughs> no, I I bet it's the, the food poisoning. It probably was food poisoning. I don't. I don't know. Should I try it out tonight? Let's see if the rat poisoning or I'm like, oh, it was food food poisoning. I'm so sick. (laughs) So Nanny was now widowed once again. She was found lonely and looking for love. She was officially widowed, but don't, don't doubt Nanny and her ability to find love. She then found, shortly after, found love again in the tinder of the time. I she's looking through the newspaper, swipe left, cut out. She crumples it, throws it left, throws it right if she likes it. (laughs) Man, can you imagine Nanny with Tinder? 
I'd be messed. No. She, she probably wouldn't make it very long. <laughs> no, she wouldn't. <laughs> she, I mean, so, yeah. She found love soon after. This new unfortunate soul was Arlie Laning of Lexington, North Carolina. They're mo- married within two days of meeting. Super oh fast. <laughs> She's like, you're the one. She's like, I don't even care about you anymore. Just get over here. I need someone yeah. else. <laughs> Nanny moved to Lexington right shortly after they got married as well. In the eyes of Arlie's family and friends, she was the perfect wife. However, after two and a half years of marriage, Arlie became ill and died unexpectedly. It was just suspected to have been a heart attack brought on by the flu coupled with a history of drinking. I don't I don't know about that. I don't think you can get, I'm not a doctor, but that doesn't sound like you can get a heart attack. From the flu? Unless like you threw up a bunch and it like raised your heart rate. I don't know. Yeah, it put strain on your heart. I was just thinking about that. Like, aren't you more lethargic when you have the flu? Yeah. Okay. What do I know? I'm not a professional. If anyone is, let us know. (laughs) Um, Arlie's home was left. Um. So after he had passed away, um, Arlie's home was left to his sister and its will. But after his death, it mysteriously, his home mysteriously burned down before the sister could claim it. Mysteriously. Weird. Hmm. Nanny temporarily lived with her mother-in-law. So Arlie's mom, who coincidentally died in her sleep, just as Nanny collected the insurance check for Arlie's house and was preparing to move out. Hmm. Mysteriously mysteriously nanny's like this is so weird wow that just keeps happening all around me i am just have the worst luck ever and everyone's like everyone around you is dropping like flies you must be cursed and she's like i'm actually murdering them i'm cursed with murder i'm cursed with murder (laughs) Um, so Nanny collected the insurance check for Arlie's house, and soon after, Dovey, Nanny's sister, was in the final stages of cancer, so, you know, Nanny didn't have a place to live, so she went to move in with her sister to care for her, but no surprise that Dovey also passed away not long after Nanny moved in. Why? What did Dovey do? Debbie, Debbie, Dovey, her sister. Dovey. What did Dovey do? I don't know. She probably pissed Nanny off. <laughs> I didn't do her laundry. <laughs> but the trail of mystery deaths would later be linked to Nanny. Uh, I'll state later, but Nanny really only admitted to killing her husbands, and no one linked her in her family. But when they did an t- autopsy on most of them, they all had high levels of like poisoning or arsenic. Her name doesn't fit. <laughs> Nanny? Yeah. So, <laughs> Nanny, you know, Nanny's alone. She is losing family. She lost her extended family. So, you know, Nanny's like, I'm never going to be able to find my soulmate through classifieds. You know, that's when you oh. decide to delete Tinder. So, 
Nanny is now once again alone and she is realizing this whole finding a soulmate through the classified scene is not, you know, you know, working out. So she's decided to delete her Tinder profile. She is over it. Love connection. She is over finding, you know, guys that are worth not killing. In same. (laughs) (laughs) So she decides to change up her tactic a little bit. Uh huh. Annie joined the Diamond Circle Club, which is a single clubs in her general area. She met her met husband number four. Okay. His name was Richard Morton of Emporia, Kansas. Oh, we're moving out of the state. Yeah, this is the one. I'm sure she's like not in the classifieds. I'm mm-hmm. cursed with the classifieds. I just want to murder all of them. So right. I'm going to join Same. a club and yeah. I'm going to meet the love of my life. Yeah. Nanny moved in with Richard to Kansas after they married in 1952. But Richard wasn't a drinker and he wasn't um, aggressive or had a bad temper like most of her husbands. Yeah. Um, But he was unfortunately a cheater. That's a no-no in Little Miss Nanny's book of reasons to, you know, not murder someone. So, so. Yeah. Nanny was it. Nanny was initially unable to pay much attention to Richard's indiscretions since she was occupied with her mother at the time. Oh. Louie Hazel, Nanny's mother, had moved in with Nanny and Richard after Nanny's father passed away in 1953, so about a year after they married. Okay. Louie had fallen and broken her hips, so she needed someone to take care of her. She didn't have her husband there. She only spent three days at their home when she began to have severe stomach pains and died. Her mom? Yeah. Only three days. And Annie's like, it's too much work. <laughs> Bye-bye. My, my mother's driving me crazy. <laughs> Mother, Dead. we would never do that to you. We would put you in a home first. <laughs> no, you can't solve everything by poisoning someone. That's insane. No, exactly. Put them in a home. Um, so, you know. Three months later, after Louis had passed away in May of 1953, Richard downed a thermos full of coffee that Nanny had mis- mixed with, guess what it is, arsenic, and he died as well. Most people just use creamer, but I mean. She's like, you want a little bit of arsenic with your coffee today? You cheated on me. You get a little bit of arsenic in your coffee today, not creamer. He's like, mm, can't wait. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so only a month after Richard's death, Nanny remarried husband number five, Samuel Doss of Tulsa, Oklahoma. She's like on it, dude. She is not wanting to waste any time. And it, yeah, so yeah. And he she only married him a few months in June of 1953. Samuel Doss was a Nazarene minister who didn't drink or commit adultery and wasn't violent or abusive. So oh, she he's found, gonna stay. He's gonna stay. 
Yeah, it sounds like she found her little angel that has no, she has nothing she can hate about him. But, you know, Nanny Howard still found enough wrong with him to plan his death. I'm not sure what it was. Maybe it was the way he looked or the way he breathed. (laughs) You know, your own time is important. You can get annoyed with anyone. It's a part of being human. Sometimes it just means that you need to put yourself back in check and maybe realize that it's you and not them. And don't kill them. Don't kill them. That's an option. Nanny's reasoning would later be Samuel reportedly forbid television and magazines that were not deemed educational or inspirational in the home. That meant Nanny could no longer fantasize while reading her romance novels. She loved her romance novels and her romance columns. I mean, that'd be like if, you know, Rick was like, you can't play Sims anymore. You're just like, oh, why? It's not, yeah, it's like, not educational or inspir- inspirational. I'm living out my best life here, man. <laughs> um, she did leave him for a short time until he agreed to place her name on the bank account and take out two life insurance policies on himself with her okay. as the beneficiary. Okay. He is like, you know, I love Nanny, so come back. And I agree to do all these things. In the fall of 1953, Samuel was admitted to the hospital with flu-like symptoms, throwing up, lethargic, not keeping anything down. Later, Nanny would admit she had laced a prune cake. Disgusting. Why did you eat the why did you eat the prune cake in the first place? (laughs) Um, she had poisoned it. However, no. <laughs> big surprise. <laughs> <laughs> However, obviously not enough. Samuel was treated and released on October 5th of 1953. On October really? 12th, yeah, um, a few days after, the impatient Annie doused his coffee with arsenic, which did the job. And Mr. Did. Mr. Richards or Mr. Samuel Doss Richards was other husband was deceased. Oh my gosh. So the doctors who treated Samuel Doss while he was in the hospital had his suspicions about the man's illness, but the doctor had no proof. They were like, this is weird. He was fine when we released him. Right. And then he just died all of a sudden. When Samuel died just days after being released, he convinced Nanny into allowing him to complete an, an, an autopsy. So the doctor kind of talked Nanny into it. I'm really surprised she agreed to it, but maybe she didn't think that they would find it in the system. Right. It wasn't it's as a, known back then. Yeah. Like, it was a new thing. She probably was like, it goes in, it goes out. Right. But you know, he told her that by researching the illness that killed her husband, he could possibly save the lives of others. So she like, this will reflect well on me too, because I want, you know, I agreed to this. Right. During the autopsy, enough arsenic to kill a horse was discovered in Samuel's system. Yep. A horse. Police were notified and Nanny was arrested. Oh, good. Yep. Nanny confessed to the murders of four of her five husbands. She would not, however, admit, I said previously, that she planned any part in the deaths of her family members. Her mom, her sister, her children. That sounds like a denial thing. Yeah, I mean, 
the children were obviously murdered the hairpin in the head you know the before right yeah the exemption of several bodies confirmed that the cause of death was arsenic poisoning so they did autopsies on the other family members and the police were like you obviously did these but she never confessed to them so the the baby that with the hairpin into the brain yeah did she confess to that one Mm-mm, but they found that it, it oh all because they together. did an autopsy. autopsy they did an autopsy okay. on it and they found that there was a hairpin through the soft spot and she had been watching them at the time During the investigation, Nanny blamed her childhood head injury and her search for the perfect mate, the real romance in life for her awful crime. So, Like her obsession. It was her obsession. Uh, It sounded like, you know, something with her father being controlling and her never having actual control of her own life mixed with her head injury, I'm sure created some sort of toxic form of yeah i'm not i mean i'm not giving an excuse to the things that she did but obviously like we're not at all no obviously she never really had control of her own romantic life which was something that was super important to her when she was younger yeah and it was controlled from like the the day she was able to get married or she was old enough to get married wow so um Nonetheless, in 1954, she was found guilty of murder by the state of Oklahoma. She was also charged with murder by the states of North Carolina, Kansas, and Alabama, but she was never tried for those crimes in those states. Really? Yeah. Had Nanny been put to death by electric chair, that was a plan. She was put on death row. She would have been the first woman in Oklahoma history to have been executed. But two years after her trial, a judge declared her legally insane, saving her from the chair. No! Yeah. She was sentenced to life in prison and died of leukemia June 2nd, 19, of 1965. Wow. So, I mean, just a f- she really wasn't in jail for that long. You know, she, she met... Richard in 19 or Richard died in 1953 a few months after she met Samuel Doss so not she wow. wasn't in jail for a whole a whole lot a whole, very long time but you know she was declared declared legally insane and she was sentenced to life in prison but she died of leukemia June 2nd 19, in 1965 so it wasn't on the long wasn't that long on the 10th anniversary of her incarceration so it was about 10 years i'm like trying to do the math (laughs) and i had that noted (laughs) i'm like i wonder how long it was it wasn't that long it was 10 years (laughs) it's still not that long no the press dubbed her the giggling granny because of her demeanor during police interviews she laughed and smiled every time she described the crimes that she committed and I tried to look for footage of that, cannot find it, but I guessed it was like a, <laughs> like a little, like, <laughs> like a little witch, like a, <laughs> yeah, like, shit. Thought photos of her, like pretty, she looks like a cute little, like nice oh, grandma. Yeah. But when you think about all she did and she's like holding, there's pictures of her, like holding her grandchildren and then her <laughs> daughter is just like, 
like not happy about it no. for probably obvious reasons obviously like, she's like you already killed two of mine like can you not kill my grandchildren does it anyway she's like god damn it shouldn't have let you babysit them i didn't need to go out tonight go to the store um but that is nanny Doss, the giggling granny and the lonely hearts killer that was amazing thank you yeah it was one of those things that like the whole time you're like it can't get worse it can't get worse it gets worse wow well i appreciate it thank you so much that's and you know what that's good because mine is much there wasn't a whole lot about this one but I had to I had to share it so yes I can't wait I don't know what you're doing you gave me a general idea of what you're doing so we would make sure like we weren't doing the same story so I'm excited to see what you have this is a cult and yes love the cults they're so interesting (laughs) you know someday we should do the cult that was uh in the town that we used to live in that would be fun oh yeah okay so ready throw it at me this is a cult in alabama and uh the cult they like to call themselves i could be saying this wrong but barker barkerites barkerites so john samuel barker was born in 1861 so that's why there's not a whole lot about this because we did both like pretty older stories. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um John Samuel Barker, he was born in 1861 to the parents of John and Nancy. Mm-hmm. And there isn't anything about their his upbringing, but John did become a reverend in Limestone County, Alabama. Okay. And he used to preach at a church. Which I try to find the the name of the church because it'd be really cool to see if it was like still around around. But he was a likable guy. He was tall, had gray hair, and he was was handsome, handsome, and he was known for an excellent public speaker. You know, one of those people that like when they talk, like are drawn to. Yeah. So they're um, mesmerizing. Yeah, they're mesmerizing. They're like Edward Cullen. They glisten. Yeah. Um, so, um, as most people, uh, most people like John, um, he didn't like the organized uh, religion that he was, you know, working the church that he went to or yeah. spoke at. So he didn't like it. So he left, and a lot of people followed him. That's when they started calling themselves the Barkerites. Barkerites, got it. Since he didn't have like a building anymore to to uh, preach at, he would uh, either preach at homes of his followers or out on the streets. These sermons that the, his gatherings would last for hours, and so often he would claim that he was a messenger sent by God. He also called claimed that he was the bride of Christ. And also the second Christ, and he was also immortal. So 
Oh, it gets worse. <laughs> yeah, it just kind of like it just kind of trickled down there. I wish I I am um, he's manifesting his own destiny. He's like if I say I'm immortal, I am. I will be immortal. You got to say it to believe it for it to happen. Like the uh, pain over or power over pain or something like it yeah. doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. Um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> so um, he eventually, uh, so all of this, because like he was like, I'm the bride of Christ, I'm the bride of Christ, or I'm the second Christ and I'm immortal. He eventually led him to claim that he would get monthly periods like a woman. Um, oh, I do. Mm, was he intersex? I don't know. It doesn't say. So that's why I was like, at this, like, at that, like, are you claiming to be a woman? That's fine. Mm, uh, that's offensive as a woman who is in pain every month. <laughs> and he's, yeah, so it, it gets worse. So, uh, he also told his followers that he could walk on water, like Jesus. Uh, so one day he promised that to his congregation or his followers that he uh, would demonstrate this at a nearby creek called Anderson Creek. Oh my God, he did not. Did he actually walk on water? I want you to guess if he did or not. And if he did, how? Have you ever been like when you were younger? Because so we grew up and we're still like pretty religious in a religious home. Did you ever be like, I wonder if I can walk on water yeah, and then like try it? And they're just like, <laughs> what a loser. I was so dumb. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I can, can I do it? No, he didn't. He didn't walk on water. Okay, so <laughs> unless it was ice, and they're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> oh, <she's dead>. right. <laughs> that would have been. <laughs> so uh, what he did is he went down to the creek after his gathering and claiming this, like, "I promise this is going to happen tomorrow." And he put piled. He like piled the rocks and logs up to the very top of the surface, but you still couldn't see them. No, he did not. the creek. <laughs> what the heck? It's pretty smart, actually. Yeah, right? But <laughs> there's like teenagers nearby and they saw what he was doing and they're like, like oh what? my gosh. Yeah. So, Liar. After, <laughs> so after he left, they removed the rocks and logs. <gasps> oh my God. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> the next day when everyone showed up to see this miracle of john walking on water uh he stepped out into the water and fell straight into the muddy water what an idiot <laughs> he didn't check it beforehand come on dude check your stage before you get on it at least <laughs> like so like he got a lot of slack for that, um, just like he got a lot of slack from for claiming that he has monthly periods from his followers, but they were so mesmerized by him. How did they really- know that he didn't? Would they check? I don't know. They they just basically like they're like making fun of him. Yeah, they're like, no, you don't. You're you're a male, and it's also yeah. in that time period where like 
You don't it really want to like yeah. claim that you're a woman when you're yes, a exactly. Man. Yeah. yeah. So the men, I could see the men making fun of him for that. Yes. Um. Anyways, so yeah, they. But the thing is that they were like so mesmerized by him that it was like they laughed it off. Like it wasn't a big deal. They just kind of brushed it under the water. Or under the water. Yes, under the water. Um, under the rug of him not being on the water. Um. Anyways, so uh, there was also because, like most religions, growing up, the parents bring their kids along for for this journey. Yeah. So there was these two girls who hated going to these gatherings. They they like despised him so much. So one time they ran off uh, during his his sermons and. Uh, went to a nearby orchard and hid in a tree and that made John oh it made him so mad and so he ended up preaching the entire sermon about the evils of women which probably enough is kind of funny because a lot of his talk has when he has periods and he technically claims himself as a female bride yes why are you trashing your own gender dude Mm-hmm. or your own claim to gender yeah so even though uh you can't say Puddle- that you're a woman and then say i hate woman come on <laughs> but so he a lot of his talks a lot of his sermons were in uh actions were very sexual and directed towards women so it it was kind of like a shocker like what like yeah people are like uh yeah, i thought you were like cool about women yeah yeah, so, um, um, but this is also why that, like, the talks about being sexual and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, towards women would explain why he insisted on women and his follow his followers be baptized naked. Uh, but luckily, all, all of the women that were, that I could find uh drew the line at that and they're like yeah man, like i want to wear clothes when i'm baptized like that's super weird um but they said that he was very persuasive about it so oh. at least yeah he like insisted that they are but he didn't like uh ban them from his his followers or his following for it i'm surprised because back then too like the culture was a lot more modest yeah yeah it wasn't the whole like no ankle showing time but so people wore like for underwear large garments and that were pajama style garments so during his uh sermons or gatherings uh women there was always a woman up front near him fanning him the entire time sounds nice i wish i had someone fanning me right now and then there was Another woman that would be up front near him sitting with a drink, uh, with a drink, like a jug of something. And I'm not sure of something like, like water or something. It was, it was liquid. Um, and I'm not sure if it was like, she was just waiting to hand it to him or if she just sat there drinking it, but I, I'm, I'm, uh, pretty sure that she would sit there and just like, wait and like, I need a drink. And then she yeah. So um 
John would uh, also encourage people to make whiskey, which uh, he would say, like, it's only ethical if you sold the whiskey to non-believers. And, um, and also, as long as uh, some of the portions would make its way back to the church. Can the so, believers not drink the whiskey? Um, so what I, I was trying to figure out if it was either like uh, because of the religion or if it was because it was like a dry county. Yeah. And I couldn't figure out either one of those. Hmm. So, um, but regardless, like he said, it had to be go, it had to go to non-believers and it was okay yeah. for you to yeah. do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you donated your some of the money or most whatever a portion of the money to the church um so those who didn't donate the income they would um find a one of john's thugs in their home to collect the money that was owed to to john or to the church Hmm. so they would show up and collect that money he also convinced many of his followers to sell their homes and belongings and give the money that they made from it to the church, um, which eventually, like, uh, that's not fair. <laughs> yeah, which eventually allowed them to create their own little community, uh, mm. because they just kind of were all like in one area. They were one. They were entity. One. Yeah. So, um, this was the. Thing that I think I was most surprised by because um, it sounds really awful but um, uh, in his jug that he would drink and I'm going to pronounce this wrong but uh, in his jug was white liniment, like liniment uh, I do not which, know what that is which he would drink excessively before his sermons so he get drunk well, hold on <laughs> You're gonna be more shocked than I you think you are. So we'll be. Um, what it is, it's a topical oil with methanol, peppermint, and other ingredient ingredients to help with muscle pain. Oh, so it was like oh. a muscle relaxer. Um picture like Bengay or Icy Hot. And drinking it? You were drinking it. Oh my god, I see like pooping his brains out. Um definitely wasn't supposed to be infested. Uh but he was also into popping pills and would start every sermon. And to uh, start every sermon, he would drink cocaine. I'm gonna pronounce this wrong. Cocaine. He would drink elixir. cocaine. Yeah, so elixir? cocaine elixir is uh uh he would drink it right in front of like standing up in front of everyone and it's basically just uh cocaine and liquid liquid oh yeah so obviously john is pretty confident in himself but for someone that was so confident he was pretty paranoid that something was going to happen to him so he would have when he would have <laughs> gatherings at his followers homes he would have his little bodyguards stack books and like push things up in front of the door so no one could get in. He had bodyguards. Yeah, I guess that makes he, sense. But he he was super paranoid that something was going to happen to him, and he had them 
those bodyguards wherever he went. And mm. once vehicles were more of a thing and more popular, people would see him cross town, go across town with his bodyguards, and they were, like always had shotguns with them. Nothing ever happened to him, and no one tried to attack him. Yeah, he just was paranoid. Yeah, he was just paranoid. This was something that he really kind of like put, like it was a, his strict rule for his followers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm going to tell you this little story. But one day in 1910, a limestone county father took a walk to the barn with his preteen son, and he forced his son into a stall with a mule or a donkey that was known for being super temperamental and was very capable of hurting somebody. He put his son into the stall so the mule could kick him to death. The boy obviously struggled to get out, but the mule did get him, like, hurt him quite a bit. Yeah, but the young boy, he managed to escape and luckily ran to the police. His father eventually, like, I would say, like, came to or, like, had a realization of what he was about to do, which was kill his son, his child. Yeah, it's a, a bit much. Yeah. And He's like, he couldn't I can't believe what I just tried to do. <laughs> <laughs> but he couldn't believe it and he was admitted to a mental hospital where he ended up dying from malnourishment. The dad? Yeah, his dad. So the father did this because John Barker, the the preacher, would preach to his followers that there's a devil in every family. And um, basically, I know. (laughs) There's always the problematic one. There's always the one stirring the pot. It doesn't make you a devil. You considered me demonic when I stole your clothes. (laughs) That is true. You're a, you're a, you're a a special one, or uh, what is it like an exception to the equation? (laughs) Um, But so he would say, "There's a devil in every family," and he told this this dad, this man, that his son had the devil in him. Um, (laughs) Which, unfortunately, so since the act was actually never carried out, uh. John was super ticked off um and he told the man like before he died like um you're possessed by the devil and um after he he actually passed away John forbid his followers to speak to the mom to the widow oh that's so sad it is really sad because she was one of his followers also and he also claimed the devil would visit this, the dad's grave site every night, mm. which also prevented the followers to, to visit the grave site. So, mm. yeah, it was really sad. But what's even worse is that followers, a lot of them did actually kill their children. One family left with oh, why? <laughs> because they had the devil in them. Uh, as he claimed, uh, but one family left with their child for a short while from the town and came back with a small body in a bag. And um, the police obviously caught on to that and 
as soon as I caught on to it, that family fled the county. Uh, but he also, John would preach a special sermon on how everyone must sacrifice their seventh child. Which I got Are you questions. having seven children? That's my first question. <laughs> Are you having seven children? Oh Secondly, <laughs> why? <laughs> Does everyone in that, is that like a rule that you have to have? They're like, you have to have seven children. But you got to sacrifice that seventh one. <laughs> or he's like, that's too many, man. Like, just six is enough. Six, and six is enough. Don't, yeah, seven, mm, <laughs> sacrifice it. But, so, yeah, so everyone would sacrifice their seventh child. Yeah. Um, but by spring of 1917, a lot of people stopped following him. Uh, it, you know, the numbers kind of, uh, th- they fell off. But um, so he decided to move, relocate or move to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, and his nepo- nephew who followed him uh, went with him and he brought one of his sons with him. To help him like uh get a new following and stuff like that yeah um he had family back home but he didn't he, he it sounds like it was like temporary like he was gonna go help him for a little bit his nephew the nephew had a seventh son oh no he had a kid and yep he parker made his nephew kill his son which is mm. oh my god like why uh your oh, own why? Like, that's, that's your like your what is it your great nephew like what the heck but um no charges were pressed against uh the nephew for the murder because no uh body was actually found yeah um but he but the nephew did go to prison for other things lesser charges so what why did he go to jail for lesser charges they're like nah murder Mm, uh we'll get you on something less (laughs) yeah it's stupid um but john samuel barker uh passed away february of 1934 Mm -hmm. and he was buried in the western limestone count uh uh sorry excuse me let me restart that John Samuel Barker passed away in February of 1934. He was buried in the Western Limestone County in the Baker family, Barker family cemetery. And he had followers all the way up to his death. Um, Since he claimed that he was immortal, I don't know if you remember that, but he said that he died. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Weird. He told them, if I ever look dead, it's because I'm just resting. And just like Jesus, he would rise on the third day from the grave. Did he? Uh, no. So mm. because of this. Suspicious. Yeah. Sus. Sounds sus, but okay. But his, some of his followers, they all like were like, okay, he's going to come back. So they would guard his grave day and night until the last two followers finally died. So he doesn't have followers to this day? No, because they're all dead. 
Oh, that's so unfortunate that those people spent their energy on someone that was a liar. They guarded that <laughs> grave day and night until they died. That is so sad that, that those people sad. spent their own valued personal time on someone that was full of complete crap. Exactly. That's yeah. Can you That's imagine, so like, you're like, oh, I'm super sick, but I'll go and guard it, guard it, because he's kind of because I he's believe in him. Christ. People really love having something to believe in. I mean, and there's nothing I, wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with that. There is always the wonder of like what the afterlife is, and it's a human instinct. You want to know like what to believe in. But there is there are evil, evil people out there who manipulate that ideology and yep. manipulate people into their own malicious acts. Yep. But so. also, like, even if Jesus himself was like, hey, can, you, can you guard my grave for three days? I'm going to come back. I'd be like, I believe you. I believe I you. Stuff to, I got stuff to do, Jesus. I got, I got laundry, like, got I got like goats. I got some like goats milk. Like I'm going out. out with, I'm going out with the girls later tonight. Like, I got to keep with my social schedule, Jesus. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like, pretty gosh, sure. No darn one, it. <laughs> no one's going to move that. I don't think anyone can move that sound. So I think you're good. You'll figure it out. Figure it out for you. So that is the story of John Samuel Barker. And what a what a trash human, dude. What a trash human. So that was not immortal. He was not. He comes back tomorrow. He's like, guess what? I'd be like. JK, 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 Control Z, Control Z. JK, JK, Control Z, Control Take it back, take it back. BRB, uh, we'll be back next week, I promise. Check out our website. Did you take my pod? Or, sorry, did you take, did my, you take my podcast? <laughs> did you take my podcast? It's actually kind of clever because it's <laughs> always like, I don't want to copy the other people. Did you take my podcast? That's a good idea, actually. I like, did you take my No, I like, did you take my shirt? Because it is more meaningful to us. Yeah. Did you take (laughs) my shirt.com? And on Instagram and Twitter, it's the same DYTMS podcast. And abbreviated DYTMS podcast. And then, um, did you take my shirt at gmail.com? Definitely tweet at us. Instagram at us and that's email us like and email. contribute to our Patreon too. Yes. Check out um, our Patreon, which is yeah. uh did you take my shirt Patreon? I mean, yeah, we really enjoy doing this, but we would love the more financial support side of things. We're not, I mean, we're not asking for a handout, but oh please, um, but we to better our equipment and yeah, it's it's to support us in the future of doing this. We'd like to make it more of a, you know, more than a hobby. So, yeah. 
Well, and it's something also, we really enjoy. Uh, it's investing the, in our dream. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, for the podcast, or if you are a Patreon donor, you can view our Zooms, which is like completely unedited. Um, yeah. And <laughs> they're pretty funny. <laughs> Hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Uh, and you'll see like the cat, my cats and kids and whatever. The um, dogs. Yeah. The dogs. You have access to that. And eventually we're going to have different tiers if you donate so much each month. Like you'll get access to different things. So it'll be worth it. It will be worth it. And um, we'll see you next week. We'll, we'll hear you next week. We'll talk to you. We next will week. fill you in next week for our next next story. Sorry. Stories. Yeah. Yeah. And stay safe, right. please. Stay, stay safe. safe. Yeah. Be good. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Be healthy. Yep. All right. Bye. Bye.